SOS Radio On Demand. It changed my heart. On Demand. It changes your life. Thanks for downloading Scott Harold's podcast. There's a difference between relief and restoration, and we're talking about that difference with John Eldridge today at SWS Radio. And he's a therapist and head of Wild at Heart Ministries and also a best-selling author. And John, why is that difference between relief and restoration such a game-changer? Oh, yeah. It's well-being for an hour or well-being for the rest of your life. It's like <laughs> a bag of chips is relief, right? <laughs> but given all we've been through, given the total shakeup in the world and just how stressed out that left most people, what we need is restoration. What we need is our tanks refilled. And so we want to figure out how to even restore the weariness, like that soul-tired part of what's going on in our mind, in our body, in our spirit. Where does resilience play a role in all that, John? Resilience is in, you know, everybody's talking about this on radio shows and stuff, mindfulness and get your yoga or, you know, wilderness outdoor programs or whatever. But good news is that gospel resilience is given to us by our Creator. Like there's this phenomenal prayer that gets prayed in the New Testament, in the book of Ephesians, in fact, where the prayer is that God would strengthen you with real strength, like it's called mighty power, in your inmost being. And I love that because people don't need a gym membership right now. You know, they're not looking for more to do. They're not looking for like, okay, suck it up, folks. You know, pull yourself up by our bootstraps, everybody. Let's get going. We do need a source of strength. We do need somebody to replenish our reserves and that someone is God. Now we're talking about living with true resilience with John Eldridge today at SWS Radio. He's a president of Wild at Heart Ministries. He's also a therapist too. But John, how does our soul work in regard to mental health? It's kind of like we have that mind and then we have our will and then we have our emotions and we sort of lump all those things together a lot of the times and we'll just call it our soul or we'll call it our body or we'll call it our mind. Where do you see the breakdown? Yeah. I think you nailed it. I think we have a mental life, and it's super important. So there's mental resilience, and that is, are you aware of your thoughts? Like, what are you thinking about today? What are you saying to yourself? I was looking at some phenomenal Navy SEAL training stuff, and like their main thing is self-talk. Like, you can get to that beach, you can get to that goal, you can get to that hill. it's, It's mental resilience. Okay, so that's part of it. What do you say to yourself all day long? But then you've got this whole emotional life, right? Most people are not in touch with what they're feeling, especially dudes. Not in touch with what they're feeling. They just know, gosh, I'm just generally anxious today. I'm just generally angry. And what's cool, again, is research shows if you can name it, if you can put words to it, it actually reduces the impact. So you go, man, that was a really hostile meeting. Or, whoa, I am really anxious about seeing my folks this weekend or whatever it is, if you can name it, but then you've got like the whole body experience, which I'm glad you named because trauma is actually held in the body. Your body remembers the trauma. And that's why, like, if you're in a car accident and then you get in that car again, like it triggers you, like that feel of the seats, the feel of the seatbelt on you, you go, whoa, 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 something in you gets triggered. So again, like 
here's the good news, folks. Like, the gospel of Jesus is, is not just that, like, you're going to be okay, or you get to go to heaven later. It is that your soul, okay, so now we're talking about the totality of your, your being, your body, soul, spirit, heart, mind, will, is meant to be in union with God. Jesus used this picture of, I am the vine, you are a branch. I want you to be united to me. I want you to be one with me. And so learning to cultivate that union, oh, that is a whole different life. And so, for example, when I'm feeling anxious, I'm like, okay, okay, Jesus, I'm anxious. Please come into this emotion. I want to be one with you here. Ask you, come and be the strength of my emotional life. Or you find yourself in that mental loop and you just keep saying that negative thing to yourself over and over again. You know, you're such an idiot or whatever. You go, whoa, Lord, like my mind, come into, I want to be one with you. I want to be united with you in my mental life. And that's just a much better way to pursue resilience, everybody. It feels like everybody's angry and we haven't really dealt with it maturely since the pandemic. And we're talking with John Eldridge today at SWS Radio. He's a therapist and a best-selling author of books like Resilient and Wild at Heart. And when you've been stuffing frustrations and stuffing unmet expectations for years, it often sort of manifests itself in anger, especially for guys. Now, John, where do you start when someone asks for help with like dealing with anger management? Okay, I, this is going to sound crazy, folks, but I, I baseball bat at a trash can. <clears throat> a baseball bat and a trash can, trust me. Or you can use a kitchen spoon and the sofa pillow. The thing is, we were talking about the body in this a little earlier, and like if that stuff is stored up in you, you, got, you do have to get it out. But you don't want to take it out on the freeway, right? And you don't want to take it out on your dog or, or someone you love. Okay, you got to name the anger. I am angry at. I am upset at. You got to put words to it. And then, yeah, honestly, like get physical, like go out for a run, get on your road bike, you know, charge up that mountain. Like you've got to get it out of your system. Let's go deeper for a moment into the why. Okay, so the why of the angry is that people are not living well. You know, it's like, why'd that guy do that? Or, man, that was such a ripoff. Or, oh, I'm so upset at that political party or whatever it is. You got to go, whoa, once again, we're going to keep turning back to gospel resilience. You go, Jesus, come into this anger. I am so fried at that person. You got to help me here, God. You, you got to come into this with me. That's salvation, folks. Like we, we are saved by the indwelling presence of Jesus in us, even in the stuff like politics. And you know, now it's inflation, the economy, and the oil. I mean, diesel, good grief. I, I drive a diesel truck. Diesel's like 579 over here. So you go, okay, okay, calm down. Let's, uh, let's get Christ into our experience on a daily basis. And the Apostle Paul talked about how the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but he talks about like how we can take every thought into captivity and put it under the authority of Jesus. I think a lot of times we don't even think it's possible. I love it that you quoted that because it is possible. It is possible. I want to give you a couple of really helpful little tools. So there's this thing called agreements. We all make agreements. You go, man, I hate that person, or whoa, I can't, I'm not going to make it in this job, or she doesn't love me. 
you know, life happens, and then we start making agreements. One of the most powerful things you can do to practice that mental resilience is you break the agreements. You go, no, 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 I, I don't hate that person. Like, I, I break that agreement. Or, yeah, she does love me. She just, she's in a bad place right now. Like, I break that agreement. Like, identifying the agreements that you're making about your life or about the people in your life, and then you break them. You go, no, I have a will. I, I'm in charge here. No, like, I am going to succeed in this job. I am doing well. Like, I break that agreement. It changes your outlook. Like, it's very, very powerful. Now, we're talking about restoring our weary soul in these weird, turbulent times that we've been living through these last couple of years. We're talking with John Eldridge on SWIS Radio. In addition to his role as president at Wild at Heart, he does a lot of counseling as well. And, John, what have you noticed about the state of the human soul in these recent years? I mean, like, what do you expect to see as a result of all the trauma that everybody, just layers of everybody, have had from the pandemic? Yeah, and it's not just the pandemic, right? It's the politics. It's all of it, you know. So here's, I want to describe a a phenomenon, and I think folks will relate to it in their own life. So I call it apathy creep or lethargy creep. So because we're so tapped out, everybody's reserves are shot. You start letting things go. So like on the outside, you know, of the circle, you go, I don't want to go to the gym anymore. You know, I'm just too tired. I don't want to do that anymore. Or I don't want to go. I don't want to go on that trip with those people. I, I'm just too tired, and, and that's okay. Maybe you know, maybe you take a break and you don't go to the barbecue. Maybe you, maybe you don't go to the gym, but it starts working in. And as you start letting go more and more important stuff, and you say, you know what? I don't want to go. I don't want to go to my small group anymore. I don't. I don't care about that stuff. And here's the deal: the apathy creep is working in. I hear it in every single client I have. I hear it in my staff. I hear it in really mature people because our reserves, we blew our reserves to get through the last two years. And so when your reserves are really low, you start offloading stuff and you're like, no, I don't really want to, I don't really want to travel this summer or whatever. And that's okay on the outside. But as this stuff starts moving in, you're like, I don't want to pray anymore. I don't want to go to church. I I don't know. And that's the epicenter. That's what the enemy is after. He wants that apathy to get right down into the core things, and particularly your life with God, like, because then he cuts you off from the vine, and then you're cut off from the source of, of recovery. So it's that, watch that apathy creep, everybody. Like, yeah, maybe, maybe you do need to take a break from the gym right now, but down in the core, like, don't give up on prayer. Don't give up on church. Don't give up on God. That's the stuff that it's going to give you the juice to recover. Talking about discerning the mental toughness and the supernatural part of resilience with John Eldridge today at SWIS Radio. He's a best-selling author. He's also a counselor, president of Wild at Heart. But, John, how is the supernatural resilience different than just all the other forms of resilience that everybody else wants to cling to when you're just dealing with this on the physical? The difference is it's like oxygen. You know, you you don't see it. But every moment, it's keeping you alive. I mean, you're literally swimming in it. It's just everywhere. You take a breath. You need another one. Damn, it's free. You just, you're kept alive by something outside of you that's all around you. God is like that. Paul says that in, in, in him, we live and move and have our being. The difference between sucking it up 
and all of the kind of like the, the mental toughness programs and stuff out there is that that's still your own strength. That's still you having to come through. And honestly, okay, I got to tell you a little story. So before the pandemic, we built this app called the One Minute Pause. It's free. It's this simple little app that, that, that guides you through learning to pause during your day. Okay, twice a day, you kind of set the clock for like 10 and 2 or whatever. You take a 60-second pause. And when I was telling people about it, like asking people to pause for 60 seconds felt like a big deal. <laughs> okay? And, 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 you know, now it's gone bonkers. A quarter of a million people have downloaded this app. But people don't need more to do. Self-effort is just not going to help right now. And the difference with supernatural resilience is this back to that idea earlier we were talking about this beautiful prayer in the New Testament in the book of Ephesians Paul prays that God the creator of heaven and earth would strengthen you by his spirit in your inmost being so in other words true resilience is something that is breathed into us it's something that is imparted into us out of our union with God. And so the key thing then is to protect that union, right? To protect the things that keep you close to God, because then he can breathe that new life into you. If you cut all that stuff off, then, then you're just left running on your, your pretty empty tanks. John, how would you describe the role the Holy Spirit plays in all of that? Because a lot of times we just think like, okay, Jesus stepped in. He took my place. I've accepted him as my Lord and Savior. But when we're getting into that supernatural resilience, the Holy Spirit's playing a huge role in that. Yeah, huge. Because that's exactly the prayer in Ephesians that God, your Father, so it's talking about our, our loving Creator, our Father, would strengthen you by His Spirit in your inmost being. Okay, so first off, everybody, you have an inmost being. <laughs> you haven't paid attention to it much <laughs> lately, but you have an inmost being. Scripture also uses the same word for heart. You have a heart. You have, you have a center of who you are. It's down there. It's the place of love. It's the place of hope. It's where all your dreams are held. It's like the deepest, truest part of you. And the Holy Spirit comes to strengthen us in our inmost being. And I think some folks have tried to do life without the help of the Holy Spirit, and it doesn't go well. Now, you don't have to get into, you know, big hair and purple thrones and, you know, smoke <laughs> and machines and all that stuff to love the Holy Spirit, okay? Jesus calls him the Spirit of Truth. I love that. And he says, look, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. He says, I'm going to send you the Spirit of Truth. And he will guide you in, in all things. And he will remind you of everything I've said to you. So, uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think that we open ourselves up to say, Holy Spirit, I need your strength. And I make it really practical, okay? So, like, as soon as I wake up in the morning, before I get out of bed, I just say, oh, Lord, I need your strength. Like, strengthen me for the day. I start tapping into it. I'm asking for it. Walking into a meeting, I'm like, Holy Spirit, you've got to help me with this meeting. Give me what I need. And, and you get into like a rhythm of that. You get into, it's like learning to drive a car or ride a bike. You kind of get a feel for it and how the Holy Spirit is strengthening you or bringing you comfort or bringing you truth that you need or guiding you. It's like, yeah, he's, you said it, Scott. He's huge. 
Yeah, and that's why I want to bring it up because I think a lot of us, we just go so far as saying, I've asked Jesus into my life, and then we bookend it, and then we try to do it on our own strength after that. And it's like, no, we have the power of the Holy Spirit living inside our heart because we've invited Jesus in. And like you said, he sent the Holy Spirit, that Ruach, the Spirit of God, which is the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the grave. We just... We just sort of put Jesus into a box because we're afraid of what that might actually make us surrender to. Yeah, but it's again, it's union because what's really cool is Paul says, he who unites himself to the Lord is one spirit with him. Like, this is what we're made for. To be a human being is to be a vessel, to be filled with the Spirit of God, to be filled with God, right? And so, yeah, like, it's, it's just such good news because folks... Folks are gassed. They don't want to hear another program of, oh, I've got to go memorize something, or, oh, I need to, you know, be more disciplined or whatever. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, you start with the help of the Spirit of God. You start with the help of God. And from there, yeah, he'll guide you into, you know, the things that, that will strengthen you. But it's because it's coming out of our union with him. Not just our faith in him, but actual union. So good. Well, we're talking with John Eldridge today at SWS Radio, and he has a brand new book. It's called Resilient, Restoring Your Weary Soul in These Turbulent Times. It breaks it down, makes it real practical on how to build more of that in our life. Thanks so much, John, for your time. Oh, Scott, always great to chat with you, pal. God bless you. Thanks for streaming Scott Harold's podcast from SOS Radio. If, if you're one of our regular listeners, would you consider giving it a five-star rating? It really helps spread the word.